Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom and Tyler. We are here and excited to be with you today. We've been talking about the Sharia law and yesterday the the five pillars of Islam. And we're kind of going to go to a different subject now. We're going to start talking about the growth and expansion of Islam. Some of the first leaders and and right-hand man of Muhammad after his death and some of the big things that they did or accomplished or focused on in their reign of being the Kadith for Islam. And so with that, Tom, I'm going to hand it over to you. Let's just get right into it there. Okay, well, when Muhammad died, he died in the year 632, and he gave no instruction for two things that left these left the world of Islam in a bit of a quandary. They didn't have a written Quran yet. That proved to be a bit of a problem later, and Uthman comes along and he deals with that. We'll talk about him in a moment. <coughs> but, the, uh, but the first thing that they had to deal with, who should become the next ruler? Or caliph is the word that they use. Uh, caliphate is an empire, is their region, it's like their kingdom, and a caliph is the king or the emperor of an empire. Okay, so, so Muhammad was building more than religion. He was building an empire. And later they expand out of Arabia, and we'll get to Umar in a minute there, but there were four, what we call the Rashidun Caliphs, the four righteous caliphs. And these were companions of Muhammad, and um, the, the Muslim world was pretty much united. But after the fourth one, then we start seeing divisions in the Islamic world between the Shiites and the Sunnis. And, and so the Sunnis had their caliphs and the Shiites had their caliphs. And so we had kind of a division in the Islamic world. It leaves from Arabia and goes up to Damascus and then later up into Syria. And then later in history, we see it goes over to Turkey, to the Ottoman Empire. We're going to start talking about the growth and expansion of Islam. And the first area that we've got to start with, Tyler, are the first four successors of Muhammad. And again, I talked a couple days ago, I think, about the difference between the Sunni Muslim and the Shiite Muslim. This is the division between those two major sects of Islam. The Sunnis believe whoever Allah wills, whoever Allah leads, and his will is for us to choose this man. We've, we've prayed, we've asked Allah, he's led us to pick this man. Then you're a Sunni if you believe that. And the first three caliphs, the first three men who are successors, were not blood-related to Muhammad. Yeah. They were <clears throat> friends of his and disciples of his. And his first convert, who was his best friend, was Abu. And he later becomes his father-in-law. So he's related, but he's not blood-related. Because Muhammad married one of his best friend's daughters. Now, you kind of scratch your head there for a moment, saying, well, she must have been young. If it's his best friend, was he an older man? No, they're about the same age. And we'll talk about her, because she's a very instrumental part in the Islamic story that we'll get to later on in Muhammad's life. Abu reigned for only two years before he died. And he didn't expand Islam outside of Arabia. But what happened was this, is that many Muslims, or many people who, or Arabs, who became Muslim, became it because of the sword. Muhammad said, if you don't believe, you don't become a Muslim, we're going to kill you today. 
And so the people said, okay, I'm, I'm now a Muslim. <laughs> and so they'll say, you know, uh, uh, yeah, there's no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. Okay, I agree. I'm a Muslim now, so I can live. And so many people were made, forced into Islam. And so when Muhammad died, a lot of these people said, oh, great, that tyrant's dead now. I'm going to go back to my worshiping of my different deities that I've been worshiping all my life. Yeah. And so many people were <coughs> becoming unbelievers. And this is called Rida, uh, the, you know, turning to uh, uh, leaving the faith, yeah. becoming apostates. And so what Muhammad did, sorry, what Abu did, is that he made it clear, no, once a Muslim, always a Muslim. If you leave Islam, if you now leave, we kill you. And so he fought what's called the, 40, uh, the, 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 the two years of Rida Wars, and um, 40,000 Arabs were s slain. That's crazy. Under the sword of Abu. In the matter of two and years? that pretty much taught the people, uh, we better stay Muslim. And the, house. That happened all in two years? You said he only reigned for two years. So they killed 40,000 people in two years? 40,000, yeah. They were, you know, Muhammad had already taken care of all the Jews. They had already been banished or killed. So all we've got left in Arabia are Arabs yeah. or Ishmaelites. And so, so they said, listen, you know, hey, you remain Muslim or we kill you. That sounds like, so. it's, you're going to say this is silly probably, but for some reason that reminds me of like a gang today in America, you know, like you, you get initiated in, you get beat up and stuff, and if you leave often you'll get killed for leaving a gang. It sounds, sounds very silly. You know, how do you, um, is that why there's so many Muslims that are, as you described before, sort of liberal towards the religion because they were forced in it, they didn't really want to be a part of it at all, but instead were made to be so. To many, many, many Muslims, they're born into it. You know, they're born in that region. If you have a father who's a Muslim, eh, then you're by default Muslim. You have no choice. You're, you, you now are Muslim because your father was Muslim. And likely he whispered the Shahada in your, in his, in your ear when you were a baby and uh, confirming, you know, that you're a Muslim. And, uh, and you had no choice in the matter. And you're stuck, okay? And so, you know, that's just the life of, of Islam, of being born into it there. Islam works with fear. Yeah. It operates with fear. You remove the fear, Islam does not work. If you don't have the fear of, um, uh, of leaving, oh, well, I, I don't want to believe this anymore. I, you know, I think this is a, a, a bunch of baloney and, and full of of fear and threats and bullying and and uh and coercion and stuff and that this isn't the work of god i'm I'm leaving it well if you didn't have the threat of being killed how would they keep you yeah so you know so that this is how how it works why did why did abu only reign two years uh he died it was just uh natural causes nothing uh s sinister as best that we can tell uh, there and just um, uh, he he died and so when he died Umar was voted in as the next caliph now Umar's major accomplishment if you remember one thing about him is that he now expanded Islam into new lands new territory and so he starts marching his armies north 
Now, now Arabia, they, they've got them settled. They're all settled. And Abu made sure that the team is going to stay together now, okay? Yeah, yeah. And Muhammad told them on his deathbed, go fight those who believe not, even the Christians and the Jews, and make them pay jizya. And that's how you're going to live. That's how you're going to be wealthy. And so then they go up to the Christians up in Syria. Syria is a very large Christian nation. Uh, at that time, the first time, the first translation of the Bible into of the of the New Testament into a foreign language was into Syriac for the Syrian mm. uh, Christians. And so uh, they go after them in Damascus there. And this is where we know how much you pay for jizya, because we uh, we we have the document, the Pact of Umar. Um, the uh, main preacher, the priest uh, there in Damascus, signs an agreement with Umar that they could live, they will not be destroyed and killed, if they pay 50% of what they own and 50% of what they earn to the Muslims, and then they could live and still practice their religion with some restrictions, but, you know, they could still live, and they wouldn't be annihilated. And so the Pact of Umar was signed, and uh, and this is why we know how much you pay for Jizya. Then he took his armies up into Persia as well, near the end of his life, and he reigned for 12 years. And so, um, I'm sorry, uh, he reigned for 10 years, and then he died. And I'm not sure, I can't recall to you uh, if he died in a battle or anything like that. But uh, following him was Uthman. And Uthman, again, was trying to increase their land holdings and stuff and started taking Islam into uh, areas that we would know today as uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan and Armenia and parts of Turkey. And there was a battle uh, called the Battle of, you're going to laugh at this, the Battle of Yamama. Okay, <laughs> and 40 important uh, men, people who had memorized the Quran, they're called a Hafiz, if you memorize the Quran, 40 of them had died in this battle. And so they, uh, Uthman was afraid that they might lose the Quran. And so he, he ordered officially for it to be written. And so a team was organized, and I don't have the time to get into all of that. And, so, and so, stuff this, there, but so this is why it was written. Yes, because they were afraid that, you know, man, if they kill every person who'd memorized it fully, you know, then we're going to lose God's word. And so that's why they scramble to put it together, and they call that the perfect one. <laughs> and they allege that, uh, that, two, that four copies were made, and two of the originals uh, are still with us today, the Sarmacon and the top copy. And, and I'll talk about that in another occasion there, but uh, the truth is, they weren't written during Uthman days. These particular manuscripts that they're claiming to be Uthmans, they were written uh, about 100 years later. Mm -hmm. And so that's another story there. But after, uh, but there was a division growing. There were certain people who believed, no, we shouldn't be picking someone to be the ruler unless they're blood-related to Muhammad. And so those who were minded that way assassinated and killed the caliph, killed the king, killed the emperor, killed oh. Uthman. And they installed Ali, who was the 
cousin of Muhammad, so he had the same bloodline. He was related to the bloodline of Muhammad as a cousin, but he was also married to Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad. And so the children there were of the bloodline of Muhammad. And so this is where uh, the Shiites really come into power here at this time. Go ahead. Let me, so let me ask you this. Obviously, they were very militant Shiites and Sunnis towards one another at that time. How, is it still that way today? I mean, is that civil war still so big that they're killing each other over things? Well, to answer that question, let me tell you what happened to Ali. He, he served as caliph for five years, and then the Sunnis came and killed him. So they assassinated him. And they've been fighting each other over this for 1,400 years of the, you know, the assassination of Uthman and the assassination of Ali, and they keep calling each other apostate, giving them rights to go and go fight each other. Muslims have killed in as much of themselves as they have non-Muslims through the centuries. Do you? It is a blood-thirsty religion. Does that remind you at all of the difference between Democrats and Republicans a little bit? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not making a joke. I'm being serious. I mean, our country is divided well, between those two things, is it not? We are, and uh, we could maybe say the Civil War was divided on some of those lines there. Of course, the Democrats were very much for protecting slavery and keeping the black as slaves. But I want to say to our listeners there, thank you for being with us here today, and we appreciate your support. Would you consider becoming part of the Army of Ten? You can support us at $10 a month there. And if you give me an army, people will give us $10 a month. That can make a big difference to our ministry. Oh, yeah. You can do that by going online to fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. You can set that up. We'll be back again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.